How's it going, guys? Good evening. We are mere hours away from opening kickoff. Lions at the Chiefs. Ton of stuff to talk about this week. This is the ESA with Buck and Ben. Buck, good evening. It's Thursday. A little later than we want to do this, but we're going to get it in before the start of the year. How are you feeling? I am super excited. How are you feeling? We're, we've made it. We've actually made it. Um, past couple weeks, it seemed like it's drug on. Yep. yep. But I will tell you, football's here. Cannot have a better matchup to start off with, in my opinion. I think this has a lot of implications for a lot of reasons. And we're probably jumping into those coming up. Sure, yeah. I don't think it's as important as many people do. I see a, a pretty breezy win for the team in red, potentially. We'll see. We'll talk about it more, definitely get into it. We'll get into some DFS. We'll dive a little deeper in that today. Buck will have some GPP plays, dive into all the positions. I'll have a couple value plays for cash. Of course, Buck's bets. We'll have our top five. Exciting top five for me to do as well. But we're going to go ahead and start with Ben's first and ten. A lot I want to get off my chest. Oh, boy. A lot I want to get off my chest. Ben's first and ten. Number one. The news of the week. 49ers Nick Bosa agreed to a five-year, $170 million contract. $122.5 guaranteed. Major news. Definitely helps ease the distractions for the team. But here's the thing. There are a lot of players getting paid on this team. A lot of elite players, as they should be getting paid. Nick Bosa is just the latest one. You got Debo. Ayuk is going to get some money here soon. McCaffrey is the highest paid running back or second highest. I'm not sure if it's Henry or McCaffrey, but it's one of the two. And he's on the team as well. Kittle's getting a lot of money for being on the field only half the time. Uh, Fred Warner, Hufunga. Trent Richardson, or Trent Williams, excuse me, left tackle. A lot of guys need that money. And the salary cap in the NFL doesn't pertain to extended periods of just ten, tens of guys getting huge number of month, or, you know, huge number of dollars. So this window for the 49ers for Super Bowls is two years. And that's fine. This year and the next year. That's, and that's totally fine. Until you got to worry about your quarterback, too. If Purdy turns out to be that guy, you're going to have to worry about him, too. You're going to have to get rid of half of these elite pieces. You got two years. Do I think they could do it in these two years? I am not so sure about that. But signing Bosa is a big help. Number two. I've been on it for a while. Uh, and we'll go ahead and reiterate it. The Rams are going to bottom out this year. And we've seen a little drip little drip little drip let's turn on the faucet here kelly stafford on her podcast talking about matt stafford's not connecting with the players now he downplayed it the media of course overreacted in a way but i think there's some truth to this and if you can't connect with your young teammates as the quarterback as the leader of the team that's a bad recipe that is not going to get it done in that division. That's not going to get it done in that conference. It's not going to get it done in the NFL. Sean McVay, maybe this his last year with starting Stafford. Maybe Caleb Williams down the line. 
for the Rams. Uh, it's going to be a bat, the more interesting bat, one of the more interesting battles this year, I think, in the NFC West. It's not going to be the, between the Seattle and uh, San Francisco. Those two guys fighting for the top spot. I'm looking at also the fighting for the bottom spot. Uh, Arizona and Los Angeles Rams. Uh, they may both be two of the worst teams in football. Uh, and I definitely think the Rams could end up getting that top spot. Now even Cup is ruled out for game one. Not a good start. Look for them to get blown out by the Seattle Seahawks in week one. Number three, DJ Reed, defensive player for the Jets. added to the hype train as, as everyone else has done all season long. Compared him to the 85 Bears. Compared him to the Legion of Boom. The Jets won seven games last year. Okay, bad quarterbacks. I get it, but the games they did win were against second or third string quarterbacks. He might be smoking something good. Yeah, some some leftover ayahuasca from Aaron's Darkness Retreat. I think is what it is. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying they can't be a good unit. Yeah, but can we settle down for a second and see an actual game being played? before an unimportant defensive player starts adding to the bulletin board material. This first six-game stretch for the Jets is brutal. They could legitimately get out of that stretch 2-4, and 1-5, and five, and then it doesn't matter what they do for the rest of the year. I don't care how good you think your defense is. Can we see a couple W's on the scoreboard before we start talking like we're the 85 Bears, number four? Jonathan Gannon, head coach of the Cardinals, not a, not a great start so far to his tenure. Uh, and what I'm guessing will be a short tenure at that. Uh, I saw the hype video, or if you can call it a hype video, uh, <laughs> that he put out for for the start of the season to the Cardinals players. Uh, that was appalling. And it, it really speaks volumes for uh, just certain people can't command a room. Certain people can't lead men and motivate men. He doesn't seem like he can do it. There's a reason why Eagles defensive players were not happy and were singing the praises when he left. For such a good team last year, that was a glaring weakness, defensive coordinator for the Eagles. Got through it pretty well, let them down in the Super Bowl, shit them off, and uh, so far it doesn't look great in Arizona. I'm predicting a Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett-level disaster in Arizona. Gannon may not make it halfway through the season. Number five. Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee in practice. That's that's some of the bigger news of the week for sure. Unsure for week one. Buck potentially has some more information on that. He's an insider. I'm not an insider. I'm just an opinionist. Buck has inside information, so we'll see what he has to say later on. Chris Jones still holding out. Is he going to be there either? The Chiefs, are they in trouble? I don't know. Playing a very hyped Lions team. They're at home. That's good. But I said two weeks ago, the Chiefs are a bunch of no names and three superstar names. Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Mahomes. Two of the three of those guys may not be there tonight. We'll see if they're in trouble. Andy Reid, one of the better coaches of all time, may have a plan for it. they got seven receivers on the roster. Mahomes can pull out some magic. And the Lions are, in fact, still the Lions. So I'm not too worried about it. We'll be talking about Chiefs and Lions throughout the show, I think, consistently. Number six. 
just perfect timing. Just perfect timing. Joe Burrow, right? Everything I'm reading says his injury is clearing up right at the start of the season. Uh, I'm thinking a contract may be coming here in the next week or two. Here's the thing. Joe Burrow could have played a couple weeks ago. Or at least practiced a couple weeks ago. He probably wasn't going to play either way. But he could have practiced a couple weeks ago. But the thing is, both sides are being smart. The season was never in doubt for him. Week one was never in doubt. He was probably out a couple days and ready to go within a week of that injury, of that video we saw him tweaking his calf. But both sides are being smart. He's not going to jeopardize his contract situation. And the historically bad Bengals franchise, or at least in the last 30 years, they're not going to jeopardize the best thing that's happened to them in my lifetime. They're not going to do that either. So both sides keeping him out. He could have practiced if he wanted to. He was okay. But week one was never in doubt. We know that. It's just playing up for the media. A little bit of leverage here and there. I get it. This is the way things go nowadays. We're in 2023. Players are going to forego even contractual obligations in the name of making more money, in the name of leverage. may talk about that more in a minute as well. Number seven. Sean Payton. A lot of a lot of good so far in his Broncos tenure. One of the better coaches in the last 20 years for sure. Telling Russell Wilson now, stop kissing babies. Uh, which to, to me means stopping the center of attention. Stop worrying about social media. Stop worrying about other people's perceptions of you. And get your ass focused on football. Completely 100% focused on football. Have you ever been 100% focused on football? You got this. You got the, you know the the musician wife. You got your little catchphrases you say to the media. You got you got your social media posts. You got your workout videos. Can we get a locked in Russell Wilson on football only? I don't. I'm not really interested in all that other stuff. Sean Payton's not either. He's an old school guy. Wants the old school Russ back, and I like. That he's not allowing Russ to get away. Russ call, you know, Russ called the shots when Hackett was there. Russ was calling the shots. That's now that's no longer the case with Sean Payton. Sean Payton's calling the shots. Russ, stop kissing babies. I don't care what you do on social media. Get off of it. Get locked in. Why don't you study the playbook? Number eight. Another year. Another drama-infested situation for Chandler Jones. So here's the thing. Chandler Jones, phenomenal defensive end. Last decade, some dominance on the Patriots. A couple different stitches on the Patriots. He's been on the Cardinals. He's been on, obviously, the Raiders now. And it seems like drama follows him wherever he goes. There's a reason why the Patriots have let go of him a couple times. reason why, even though he's an elite pass rusher, and defensive player, he doesn't stay long within organizations. Obviously, the latest story, Raiders sending a crisis team to go check on him. I don't really know what the reason for him not being in camp is at anyway. They've been kind of uh, ambiguous on that, not really telling us what the reason is. We don't know the details, but for better or for worse, whether it's his fault or not, drama follows him, okay? When players are injury-prone, 
we label them as such, right? Even if it's not even their fault, even if they just found themselves in a bad place in a bad time, maybe a couple times over, they're still on our label an injury prone player. So whether or not it's his fault, he's drama prone. Uh, 33 years old, probably on the downswing of his career. Great player in between the lines, but in between the ears, something's going on for that guy. Number nine, Justin Jefferson now commenting on a new deal. He's in his fourth year. He's just the latest of a long list of guys looking for that new deal early. Obviously, you had Bosa, you have Chris Jones. I don't know if I'm a fan of not playing out your contract. I'm absolutely in support of players trying to get the most money they can. I'm in support of players trying to get fairly compensated for what the market allows. I'm for players even holding out or holding in if the situation warrants itself. But if you sign a contract, I think you should at least honor that contract. Yes, you signed the contract four years ago. Yes, at that time, you're the highest paid guy. And then the market has changed, and the market changed, and the market changed. And now you're the eighth highest paid guy four years later. You're going to get upset about that? You signed that contract four years ago. The market changed. It wasn't the organization's fault. Play our play out your contract. Get a new one. I understand the injury risk. I get why players do this. And it is the norm, and I don't have to like it. I'm still going to watch football. I'm still going to love this sport. Uh, but play out your contract, in my opinion. Now, owners can terminate contracts whenever they want, and that's another reason why, you know, players feel the need to to make these demands early, especially. Because that's, that's the only leverage they have sometimes. If they get hurt, they're done making their money. Owners are going to continue making their money. So I get that but if you sign the contract lay out your contract that's my two cents on it and then hold out for a bigger one because you probably deserve it but don't try to get an extension a year early disrupt the organization i'm not saying justin jefferson is disrupting the organization but it's just another another drip 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 comments from this guy you have jamar chase same way, same year. Uh, he'll be looking for the same deal, most likely early. You have Burrow, right? Now, Burrow's a different story. He's looking for his extension. But Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, those guys have years left, and they're not playing because now the market has passed them by. I don't love that look. Then again, I don't have to. Uh, I'm still going to adapt with the times. But with that, all that being said, this may be the most leverage that top NFL players have ever had in the sport. Uh, so on that front, I think it's a good thing. But play your contract. Come on. You signed it. Play it out. Number 10. We're, we're two hours away from kickoff of the game of game one, so let's talk about some new rules in the NFL this year. We talked about the kickoff rule. Fair catch inside the 25, you get to take it at the 25. We'll, I'm sure we'll see that employed almost immediately. 
How about the third quarterback rule? Remember the NFC title disaster for the 49ers last year? Didn't have a quarterback, Josh Johnson. Concussion. Purdy. Needed Tommy John a minute into the game. You can now have a third quarterback that won't count against your game day cap hit or your roster cap. So you can typically have to have seven guys out of the 53-man roster, but you can have six guys out and still keep that quarterback in there, a third quarterback. Now, the only way they can come in is if both of your quarterbacks are not medically cleared, your top two quarterbacks, and then your third one can jump into the game. They also cannot be elevated from the practice squad, so this is truly, you have they have to be on that 53-man roster, and they have to be labeled as the emergency quarterback for the game. I like it. It's a kind of a combination of the two sides of the rule that, that we saw. One side being no rule at all, and one side being have that third third option. It's kind of a hybrid of it, and I do think that's a good thing for the league. Uh, a little one, uncommon call, but tripping. Used to be a big call. They don't call it anymore. It's not a personal foul. May, may make a difference here or, or, or later down the road in the NFL. Not so sure. Tripping's not a big call anymore, but it is 15 yards now instead of just five. Uh, the use of zero is not permitted. you got Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Swift, Roquan Smith, uh, all wearing zero, and many other players I didn't mention also wearing zero. That wasn't permitted until this year. One change that was not made that was definitely projected to be made was the quarterback sneak rule. Uh, apparently, apparently, the NFL was not too happy with the Philadelphia Eagles' high high success rate with that quarterback sneak. Uh, we'll see if other teams start to copy them, but nothing was done about it, so they're going to be doing it the same way this year, and I'm sure other teams will take note. Defenses will have new wrinkles to their scheme, and offenses will be copycatting because it is a copycat league. Just want to give the viewers some new rules, some updates on the rules. Two hours ago, I'm super excited. I, I, I just can't contain it, man. That yeah. is Ben's first and ten. Well, let's go ahead and I want to touch on the, the Chiefs. You're talking about, you know, are they in trouble? You know, is Kelsey hurt? You know, contract stuff. The only thing I can say about that is this. Their team is built Mahomes' mind, Andy Reid's mind, Kelsey's mind. They will not crumble like most teams will in this situation. I think I told you that weeks ago. But if one of them goes, the dominoes start falling. That's not happening. Now, on tonight's game situation with Kelsey being hurt, it doesn't look like he's probably going to play tonight. They already brought somebody up for the practice squad. Right now he's pleading to coaches, to trainers, that, hey, I want to play. I love that. But sit out tonight. There's no sense in doing anything further and making this a long-term thing. Sit out. Come back next week. Let the bruising or whatever is going on 
Is your ACLs, you know, fine? Mm-hmm. All this stuff's fine. Don't make this thing linger around where you're just going to be limping around out there. That's just where I look at it. But I'm not worried about the Chiefs. They're going to do just fine with or without him because Mahomes has that track record even without him. And week one has been always been a great um, time for Mahomes yeah. and, and company. So I'm yeah. not worried one bit. But it's surprising to me because you've been on the Lions all year. But I can see where the Lions could take tonight. I could really see it, but we're not getting into that right now. It's surprising to me that you're so adamantly against the Lions where I I don't know. I've seen and remember multiple conversations we've had where you, you pick the Lions to win this game. Well, and really, I think they can. But I've learned my lesson from betting against Mahomes and Andy Reid. Oh. I've learned my lesson. This is my first time. This I mean, first time in since Mahomes and them. I've actually been getting a little bit closer onto that Mahomes train. It only took you six years. And good job. Yeah, it, you know it takes a little bit to convince me. It only took you six years. Well. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, we're going to do top five now. And we wanted to go ahead for the start of the season and put out a top five teams on upset alert. So, Buck, I want you to start us off. What teams are you looking at as in trouble for week one? I think it's, you know, it's underdogs. I mean, there's no big spread, you know, and teams getting blown out or anything There's like never that. a big spread in the NFL. It, it, so, this is just... Based upon the odds and everything, you know, expressed for me, I think the Chargers, you know, they're three-point favorites against the Dolphins. You know, a lot of that point spread that they have there is because where they're playing at. Now, I just think that the Dolphins are going to go out there and play phenomenally good. I like their defense, their coach. I think that's going to be a big improvement even from last year. I really see them taking strides getting better. Now, two was the only question. We've had this discussion before. I really think Tua is the question. I mean, in an injury, it's just, we really don't, I mean, yes, we have a sample size. But this is this year, off those injuries. Let, let's see what happens. Um, he has a heck of a duo of wide receivers. Running back group is not great, but it's serviceable. Um, yeah. But I can see them going in there. This is a high points total game. And I think, yes, defense may, like we talked about, like you said before, defense may not matter as much. You don't have to have the elite defense if you yeah. have a good to great offense. Sure. My thing is this, that defense a little bit, I think it's going to be a little bit better. But, so, so why do you have the Chargers losing? Why? I mean, I know all Wide everything. receiver group, I think, is not there. 
I think that yes, Keenan Allen, I see it, but yes, he, I think he's aging. Um, sure, but Mike Williams, you know, I think that he's fine. They have Eckler. Eckler's that's just, to me, it comes down to Eckler. I mean, he'll get his. He'll get his. I I I, I think the Chargers have an underrated defense, uh, especially third year with Staley. You got Mac. He looks healthy. I think the coach Bosa looks healthy. Oh yeah, the coach. I mean, I don't, don't love the coach, but the players are, I think, being underrated because of how they performed last year. And by the way, yeah, I could see Dolphins winning this one. This is almost a pickup. I know the odds have have Chargers favored by a couple points, but I wouldn't call it an upset if Miami beats the Chargers. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Either team could win. For sure. Fair enough. I think the Saints are going to be on upset alert here. Okay, I like that one. I like that one. Uh, you know, and here's another thing you said before too. Running backs. You don't have to have that great running back. No. Well, they don't have their great running back. So, what else do they have? They have a Thomas that's, you know... He's been on the shelf for how many years now? He's yeah. let people down. He's not going to let me down this time. I'm not going <laughs> to be on this daggum train. And I'm going to tell you right now that I think that Henry, yeah, I'm not a fan of Henry Hill, but, you know, he's just, he's good enough. And then, sure, got Hopkins. And it sounds like Hopkins got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Such teams that he... You know, called or whatever, try to get them to come. You know, to make a trade for him. Or look, you cannot sleep on the Titans. And I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping and, hard. I'm getting a good night's sleep. I mean, if you're the Saints, I really to see the Saints losing this game. I could see it, and I could see them going out with Henry running this ball, and. You know, I just, to me, I don't see Saints getting away with this game far. Like, in the sense of, you know, getting ahead. Right. And that plays very well into the Titans. For sure. And they have a great, I mean, the great coach in in Vrabel. So, so I can definitely see that one. I like that one. I like that pick. You're not going to like this next one. Well, let's see. The Broncos have been having a lot of talk about them lately. Sure. Why the heck are their favorites? Because of their coach? What has he done? What what has he done? He's had Drew Brees. They won one Super Bowl. Yeah, they went to division, whatever. What else has he done? I get his offensive mind and everything. They got a washed-up quarterback. Okay. The Broncos are favored because the Raiders are so bad. That's why the Broncos are favored. Yeah, I I, I no. They're not that bad. They're pretty bad. Who does who They're does, sending cops over to Chandler Jones place? No worries. Look. If Russell Wilson can even throw the ball. <laughs> that's the same thing we could say about Jimmy Garoppolo. Right? I think I think Jimmy G's more proven 
into currently than what he is, what Russell Wilson is. Well, you disagree on that. But Josh Jacobs, he's not happy. What's He'll Russell Wilson going to do, run the ball? He can't even really do that even anymore. I mean, they didn't run the offense that he thrives in last year. They don't even have a receivers for him. I hear you. I hear you. I, I, they don't, don't even have a running back. I don't hate this pick, but it's not Sean Payton's fault that they're favorite. It's how bad the Raiders are. I think the Raiders are better than that. Okay. So I think they're three points. Yep. And the four. Four. Oh, okay. That's and and that's my high. thing is this. You got more weapons for the Raiders. And I get it. They got some problems. But for, I've been blind 30 years. So I don't remember a time when they haven't had problems. <laughs> well, that is true. But my thing is this. If I don't see on paper, I don't see anywhere where it says, hey, the Broncos are good. They're going to beat the Raiders Convincingly, I don't. I don't see them going out there winning this game a touchdown. Basically, I don't see that happening. Listen, Broncos. Broncos lost a lot of one possession games last year. A lot of them. That matters. That matters. Minnesota won all of their one possession games this past year. Russell Wilson going to throw two or three picks in this game. To who? The Raiders' defense is bottom of the barrel in the league. He can't throw accurately. Okay. I, but here's the thing. Here's We talk about defense. You want me to talk about defense? The main difference between these two teams is Broncos defensively, there's nothing the Raiders are going to be able to do. Broncos have an elite corner, good to great line, solid play in the middle, and Peyton's hungry and Russell Wilson's hungry. I'm not saying they will win. I can see them losing this game. But I think the disrespect – is is a little overblown for the Broncos. Let's not overreact. There's no overreacting here. Just facts. Okay. Number two. What about the boys up there? The Packers. There's this is almost a pick'em game. Yeah, this is this is basically there. But I put them in here just because they've been getting kicked at and kicked at. And, yes, they got some hamstring problems on their wide receivers. Yeah. The Bears' defense, though, run defense is horrible. The Bears favored by one point? It was one half and it went to one. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see Packers winning this game easily. Yes, absolutely. So, my thing is this. This game right here, I could. I'm really think this is a not necessarily a chip on the shoulder for Love, but he has to win this game. Yep. Honestly, he has to win this. No matter what, I don't care what the rest of the season. He has to win this game. It's funny because I think both quarterbacks almost are entering a must-win game. They are, and just imagine the Bears lose. Yeah, and yeah, I can definitely imagine it. So my thing is this: I'm really. They're gonna let they're gonna run the ball, Jones. You know they're gonna run it. Dylan gets that that defensive line. Like Jones a lot <laughs> this week. We'll get to that. And I really think that this this is a game where they have to win, and I see them winning this game. The Packers. 
and I may have bet them. Is Watson going to play? I, I would assume, but, you know, I don't know. It wasn't a practice again today. It was a, yeah, exactly. So, but We're in Thursday. We got. One, we, I think this is our last main day of practice. We're just we'll going to let Jordan Love cook. Oh, goodness. Well, cook, cook to who? Romeo Dobbs and company? Mm. Yeah. Who's their tight end, even? Is he going to throw a back, a, a, a halfback pass or something to Bakhtiari? I mean, what are we doing? No, he's just going to run it the whole game. All right. Yeah. No, I mean, I really just see it. This is happening. I think this is going to be a game he has to win. If he doesn't win this, Packers fans are going to start going nuts. And they shouldn't. They should relax, play off for Aaron Rodgers first, and not overreact. But sure. I think for momentum-wise, I think this is a good one. All right, and one's going to shock the world. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Sounds like Bill Belichick and his um his girlfriend or wife, whatever, um, split up now. All right. I can see Bill Belichick going out and just being mad in this game. Sure. And I will tell you, I didn't see this until about a couple of hours ago. And... I can see the Eagles coming out maybe a little flat. They got some new coaches, all this stuff. Look, and I know with Miles Sanders, he's not there. I mean, the running back room is fine, but it's a lot of newness. A lot of newness going on here. Yep. Yep. And Bill Belichick's had all off season to figure out hurts. You know, to try to slow him down. He ain't gonna stop him. But he's going to slow it down. I can see if, let's say, the Eagles don't score more than 21 points. I can see where this can possibly be a game where they can upset. Now, do I really think this is going to happen? No. But I will say this, that... They're, this could be an upset. And then they're going to say, oh, Bill Belichick's back. And then that's an overreaction. And that's my five. I don't... The the one that makes the least sense to me is Broncos and Raiders. Oh, uh, boy. That makes the least sense to me. I think they're going to get out of the gates early. Don't think they make the playoffs. Tough, tough conference to do that in. But the Raiders are not a team they're going to lose to in week one. The Raiders have their own worries. That's the big problem with that. I could see them if it was a stable organization, but the Raiders have their own worries sending investigators to their players' houses. Just to name, I mean, do we want to get into Henry Ruggs? Do we want to get into Gruden? I mean, who, you know, bad organization leads to bad results. And then you get rid of Carr to grab Jimmy G, downgrade that department. I don't. What are we doing? Defensive coach. Don't you know? Don't love what's going on. I'm sorry, offensive coach. But either way, let me get to my top five, okay? Because I was looking at this and I was thinking, wow, I have some teams in here that are projected to go pretty far. Uh, when I really got to looking at it, all these teams had something in common. So let me go to number five. And it's 
a new development in my thinking because it, I did not have this team anywhere near this list 48 hours ago. But I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs at number five on upset alert. Uh, anytime the line drops from seven to four in a couple days span, the betters think something's going to happen. And if there's no Kelsey, if there's no Jones, doesn't look like there's going to be Jones at this point. Probably no Kelsey either. I mean, you were telling me the Lions were going to win with Jones and Kelsey potentially playing a couple a month ago, maybe. And now you're telling me that without those guys, the Lions have no shot. I don't. I don't buy it, man. I think the Lions can win. I don't think they're going to win. But the Chiefs need be on alert. I don't think they don't have a shot. I'm just saying. I'm not betting against Mahomes. I, I hear you. I've been on that for years, but they need to. I mean, I'm sure they will. Reed will have his guys ready, but they need to make sure they don't overlook this team. And without Kelsey, without the force in the middle of the defense, I mean, it it gets a little tougher. And Travis Kelsey's just been ruled out tonight. Kelsey, breaking news, ruled out. So, Sky Moore, Darius Toney, where are you guys at? Mahomes, working some magic. Gray, Tyler Tiger. Gray, sure, yep. Sure. I think the Chiefs do have a little something to be concerned about. Let's get to number four. I got the Bengals on upset alert week one against the Browns. First of all, Joe Burrow has been historically bad against Cleveland in his career. I think he's won one time out of, what, six chances? Um, Nick Chubb is going to be an every down back this year. Looks to be the horse for, for the team, even more so than he has been in his career. Uh, the Bengals can't stop the run. Sean Watson, we'll see if his if the demons are removed from him. I, I'm not sold until I see him throw the ball in, in live action, but they have some pieces he can throw to. Mari Cooper, another year with the organization. You got Njoku, who's an up-and-coming tight end. Kevin Stefanski, say what you want about him, still a great elite offensive mind. Uh, had this team in the playoffs with Baker, so I'm sure they can get there with Watson. In this division, it's going to be tough to make the playoffs. Have him fourth. But in week one, Burrow coming off another shaky preseason. High, high expectation for the Bengals. Historically slow out of the gate. I see the Browns winning that game in week one. Line is two and a half for the Bengals. Give me give me Cleveland in that one. Uh, number three. We're going to go to the Sunday night game here for number three. Uh, Cowboys favored by three and a half points. Give me the Giants in that game. Or at least it's very possible that they can't win in that one. Uh, Daniel Jones, not my favorite quarterback, but Brian Dayball is one of the better offensive minds we've seen in some time. Had Daniel Jones is about about as good as he could play for, for last year. If Barkley's locked in, and that is a big if, got some new pieces on the outside. Jalen Hyatt, Wando Robinson, another year in the league. Got Gwen, got Paris Campbell. Darren Waller's the big one. Offensive line looks pretty good. Defensive line, Dexter Lawrence in the middle. Elite option there. Linebacker's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, against the spread last year, alone 13 and I think four or something I've seen. They're the league's best. And, and that that's that says a lot of things to me. 
do I think the Giants win? No. The Cowboys are winning that game. But, and I've not been high on the Cowboys, but we'll say this. I can see where that goes, too. They do have Waller. I do like to have peace on that team. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, Dave he loves his tight ends for sure. Look what he did Dawson Knox those couple years. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys are in massive trouble Sunday night. And that three and a half, though, even if you're not going to take them to win, you better take Giants to cover that. Uh, three and a half, I think it's a field goal game at, at worst for the Giants in a loss. But I do think they can definitely win that game. Give me the Cowboys, number three on the upset alert. We'll stay right in the NFC East for number two. You talked about it, and I've been on this all summer. Philadelphia Eagles need to be concerned about the Patriots in week one. Uh, I'm not touching anything with them in a bet. I'm not touching anything with them in DFS. Uh, Bill Belichick, say what you will about his offensive mind as the years go by, but his defensive mind is as sharp as ever. And when he has time to prepare for somebody, he generally knocks it out of the park in terms of preparation, in terms of shutting them down. Jalen Hurts is a different animal. But, I mean, you have six months to prepare for him. He still is a young quarterback. Bill Belichick feasts on young quarterbacks. And with that amount of time, I don't see the Eagles getting out to a good offensive start. I think they're going to be scratching and clawing this game. I didn't think they could win because the Patriots just are bad offensively. But Ezekiel Elliott, bring him in. We don't know what he's going to do. One thing I do know about Ezekiel Elliott, historically, he's been a destroyer of the Eagles uh, in fantasy and in reality. So who knows what role he'll play, but I'm assuming he gets a touchdown because he's gotten a touchdown against the Eagles in every other game seemingly in his career. So uh, Eagles... The line right now is four. I think it started around six or seven. I mean, it's not it's not something I love. I'm staying away from it. I'm going to be watching closely and a little timidly. Yeah, Zeke would be a sneaky GPP option. Sure. Yeah. yeah. We may have that here in a little bit. But number one, number one in terms of teams on upset alert and if you want me to sound like a broken record I'll do it okay number one is the 49ers on upset alert against the Steelers the line has come down all the way to just two points Vegas knows something the betters know something Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this game and yeah you get the deal with Bosa done but remember that Steelers front, I think they had something in something around like 60 straight games with a sack at one point within the last couple years. That ended last year, I believe. But that front and the back, if you count Fitzpatrick, some of the best, some of the best units in football. I know San Fran has has some of those best units as well in football. But give me the Steelers offense over the San Fran offense in Game One. Absolutely. Uh, and give me a Steelers defense over the San Fran defense in game one as uh, well. I have the Steelers beating 49ers pretty succinctly. Yeah. Uh, give me give me a double-digit win for the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. against against San Fran week one. A double-digit win. Ten, ten points at least. Pickens, oh. Pickens goes off. Okay. 
Oh, look, that, that would do a lot of things for me, possibly for divisional bets there, but I will say this, I don't agree with that at all. But it could be closer to what we think. 10-point win, I, I don't see that, but hey. Give me a 10-point dub. Where do the Steelers thrive most? Where does Tomlin thrive most as the underdog? Okay. As a favorite, not great. As the underdog, maybe the better, best coach of all time as the underdog. Mike Tomlin, give me that dub for the Steelers. Wow. 40, 49ers 0-1 to start the year. Better be on high alert. Mm. Okay. And I don't think it's particularly close either. So... If you're speechless, let's go. I ahead. am. And let's just go right on into some DFS. And once again, some more DFS today. I know you have dived into some of the GPP options of all the position groups. Why don't you give us what you got? Yeah, let's go ahead and hit it. You know, I'm just going to touch on it. I think we've been talking about the high-scoring game with the Chargers and Dolphins. Yes. We both have our opinions on this game and everything yeah. like that. But I think they're both our opinions. It's going to be high scoring. I think it's that's be, pretty it, safe to say. Yeah. It's going to be a high scoring offensive game. Vegas thinks so. We think so. Yeah. I want to go on the opposite side of the field at quarterback okay. for this for a GPP option. I think this is really good. 7,700 on FanDuel, 6,700 on DK. I like Tua yeah. for quarterback there. I think that's a good option. For sure. For sure. He averages like 18 to 19 fantasy points a game. That's nice. You can fit some good pieces around that with him there. Hop over to running back. I like Miles Sanders. I think, you know, historically the Panthers like to run the ball, you know. Really, I think with a new coach, it's pretty smart. I really like this. And I say goal line. Goal line. He is really good. Bomber League D line that Falcons have. Sure. Ten plus touches I can see him having. He has several two score games last year as well. That was in an elite offense. Exactly. So we get to take a little bit off of that. He's priced too low in my opinion here. What's he priced at? Sixty nine hundred on Fanduel, fifty six hundred on DK. I think he could be like the seventy two hundred, that little bit low seven thousand range. He's gonna need much more than ten touches to hit that. I think he scores. I think he gets close to twenty. Yeah, one, one thing I didn't put together until just now is that it is a reunion for him and Frank Reich as well. Yes. So, or was he? Uh, maybe Reich was gone before he got there. Either way, they were close. They were close together. People are not going to necessarily want to go to him. I like this spot for a GPP. Let's go over to wide receiver. I think this is – there's two players here. I'm just going to touch on it quickly. Sure. Van Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, 5,500 5, on FanDuel, 47 number, on DK. Sure. Number one option. Last year of the contract, too, his re, the contract. Mm-hmm. No cup means he's number one. You know, I like him there. But also, too, I like Sutton. Yes, I'm bashing the, the the Broncos, but he's gonna be number one too for a few weeks, and I really like it. Fifty nine hundred on Fanduel, fifty two hundred on DK. 
But he's also against Vegas last year. He done very well against the Raiders, Sutton did. I like both of them. I'm not saying put both of them in your line. But if you fall to those two, yeah. I think they're a really good players. Sure. And and you touched on it. Sutton and Jefferson are, I think, the only two number one receivers this weekend under 6,000 on FanDuel. So that's that's just easy value for a place people, a lot of people aren't going. So over here on tight end, you know, I like going down on price a little bit for this. Sure. I, I think, and you can get some good red zone target guys. Don't you dare! Don't you dare take mine! Don't you dare take mine! Words like unstoppable, almost unstoppable, is what I've been hearing. Mm, don't you dare take mine! I'm just joking. Okay. I really like him. Um, Fifty-six hundred on Fanduel, forty-two hundred on DK. He will get some looks in the, you know, in the red zone, you know, for the ends of there. I really like him there. I think he's more than just a, um, you know, inside the red zone kind of guy. I think that you yeah. get some open field stuff. Yeah, he could be a receiver hybrid. Um, sure. So, I really like him there as a tight end option. Defense, I'm going to touch this real quick. Last year, there's only two teams last year, and they have running quarterbacks go against this defense that score more than 30 points. Both running, you know, quarterbacks. Hurts, yes. He, he's a running quarterback. Even if he goes off, the Patriots generally limit the damage. You don't score him more than 30, 35, 40 points. You're not scoring 40 points. Their defense is really good. I like the price, 3500 on FanDuel, 2700 on DK. I really like that option there for GPP. The Patriots, yeah. E- even cash option, I'm playing them. So Sure. Some of the – okay, so we'll get right into the cash, cash stuff. So – I'm going to go with value plays for cash, okay? I have everyone under 7,000 except one. We'll get into that. But I'm going to go with some value plays. I think the most obvious value play of the slate is Deion Jackson at 5,600. On fa- All these prices for me are FanDuel. I don't, I don't dabble much in DraftKings. 5,600, Deion Jackson. He will be the starter as long as Zach Moss doesn't take reps and it doesn't sound like Zach Moss is going to play. We have to still monitor that. But 5,600, Deion Jackson, Shane Steichen, offensive coordinator, head coach. You got Anthony Richardson, which could hurt Jackson's production, potentially. But he will be the chalk. That's the main thing I'm thinking of. He's going to be the chalk. He'll be the high-owned guy, Deion Jackson, at that price point, at that position. Just lock him in. Whatever he scores doesn't matter because you have the high ownership. So it's not going to hurt you as badly if he doesn't do well. It's going to hurt everybody the same. Uh, But I'm going to go up a couple hundred from that. And I do think this is a solid cash cash option. I don't know if I'm going to have it in my lines, but if you want to go off Dion in cash, which I don't know why you would, but if you wanted to, go up a little higher. I go Raheem Mostert at 5,900. He's the starting running back for the Dolphins in a Mike McDaniel scheme with Tua, with the two guys on the outside, a high-powered offense in a high-scoring game. I mean, yeah, that screams a little more GPP to me, but I think you could get away with playing him in cash, especially if you want to go two, two low running backs. 
don't think that's the way I'm going to go, but I do think Raheem Mostert is a viable option in cash. Uh, let's go to the only guy I have on here that I think is a value that is over 7000 And this guy's at 7800 and he's going to be playing his first NFL game. But Bijan Robinson is a value under 8000 Will be the workhorse from day one. Will be the offense for the Falcons. Arthur Smith loves the running back. Bijan will be a do-it-all type guy. Jonathan Taylor type numbers his rookie year. Uh, in a bad division. With some young pieces around him. Against a lot of bad defenses. And in week one, playing Carolina. You want to talk about Miles Sanders? I mean, Carolina's defensive front is not that great. You got Brian Burns. Pretty good. But... Overall, their their defense is not great. And Frank Reich historically doesn't have good defenses. And Bijan is going to get all the touches he can handle. So I do think at 7,800, that is a bit of a value. Again, don't know if I'm going that direction, but I could definitely make a case for you having him in your cash lineup. We've been talking about this guy all offseason. Uh... Episode 5, I believe we're on now, and we've talked about him in each of the first four episodes. I'll talk about him again. This one, Zay Flowers, 5,500, is is going to be a value play. Week 1 and probably for the remainder of the season. Everything we're hearing is that he is commanding that wide receiver's room. He is taking charge as the lead guy there. Already has a report with Lamar Jackson. You have this new high-powered offensive scheme to where... It's, it's more throwing the ball centric and more off script running as opposed to more on script running and less throwing the ball. So there's going to be more opportunities for Flowers to thrive along with the fact they're going to use him in the running game, sweeps, end arounds. He'll get plenty of touches. You know, I, I, I really do see 5,500, you need 10 points. That's five catches, 70 yards. Get a touchdown in there. He might get some uh, work as a returner as well. I mean, this is one of the guys that at that price point, I think you've got to lock and load for week one in your cash lineups. Uh, you talk about this guy too, we'll get we'll get into it. Cortland Sutton, 5,900. Now, if I'm going to choose between those two guys at that price point, I'm going Flowers. But Sutton is the number one, undoubtedly number one receiver, as long as Judy's not playing. Uh and doesn't look like he's going to. Russell Wilson is going to want to get out of the gate hot. I do think the Broncos roll the Raiders in game one. Uh, Buck may not. He hasn't convinced me otherwise yet. Sean Payton has a chip on his shoulder. People are talking bad about him as well. You know, has he got himself too deep into a mess you know, has he bit off a little more than he can chew? This is a Hall of Fame head coach. Okay? He hasn't bitten off too much. He knows exactly what he's doing. Not saying Broncos are making the playoffs this year. But in week one, I think they do come out and put down a statement against a very inferior Oakland Raiders, sorry, Las Vegas Raiders team. Cortland Sutton, 5,900, could be a huge benefactor in that offense. Tyler Lockett, anytime Tyler Lockett is under 7,000, you're going to want to potentially plug him in. 6,800, 
it's three hundred three headed monster receiver there. I think I see a big big year for Seahawks. I have them winning the NFC West uh, and Tyler Lockett week one. Going against a bad Rams defense, bad. Look for a couple deep balls from Geno to Tyler. Jawan Johnson, that was my guy. I thought you were going to take him for the tight end, 5,100. I'm all over this guy this year. Uh, 5,100 for a tight I think, I think he's $1,000 too low for for his price. Uh, he may be Derek Carr's favorite option to start the year. Carr historically likes tight ends. Juwan's a tight end receiver hybrid. You have a lot of that. You have Michael Thomas coming off the injury, but it's harder to get rapport with the receivers. And if Carr is running for his life behind a bad offensive line, he's going to get a lot of those throws to Juwan Johnson. He had a good showing at the second half of last year. Look for him to roll right into it this year. Saints and and uh, the Titans are bad against tight ends. And then real quick, Seattle defense, forty two hundred. I think that's the elite play of the week, 4,200. So that is a value play to me. I'm probably going lower in my line for defense than that price. But if you're talking about the top value play of the week, they should be ranked or should be priced at 5,000, the highest defense. But they're 4,200 right in the middle of the pack. And I think they have a cakewalk against the Rams. Mm. That, those are some of my plays. It's hard to argue those. I'm not going to argue about it. I think, you know, monster. I think that's the little bit of the one that's a little bit eh, hard I mean, to get to. I mean, Jeff but, Wilson's but I see it. out, too. High-scoring game. I see it. Wilson's out? I see it. I mean, yeah, I, Askin's I, gone. I mean, who, who else is there? Mm-hmm. Bucks bets time. All right. Let's get bets. it. Let's get it. No, I don't think that the Broncos go out there and roll this team. I don't see them going out there and doing something crazy. I don't think that Sean Payton – He's doing a year off. Yeah, I don't think he's the greatest coach of all time. I think he's just inside that that Hall of Fame window. But look, it's been many years since he's actually done something. Sure. He has a quarterback that's wanting to kiss his babies, basically in, in that term, you know, quote. Yeah, but he's 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 getting rid of that though. I don't know. But here's my thing. Plus four Raiders. Minus one ten odds. I like that bet. I placed that bet for the on the money line. Plus four. The you know spread. The spread. Okay, so it's for them to cover the spread. Interesting. I can see that. I can see them definitely cover it. Four is a is a big number. I can see it being a field goal game. So I can see that. Yeah. And you have plus money. That means a lot of people agree. Minus. Minus one ten. Minus money. Excuse Minus me. Minus one ten. So, but but you know, hundred dollars wins you ninety basically. I hear you. So a lot of people agree with that. Uh, we're we had a lot to talk about today. We're we're getting low on time here, man. Yeah. I, it's almost uh, football time. Yeah. Well, we, I'm fired up. I might have to have a drink after that little debate. <laughs> I'm not too not too thrilled about uh, slandering of Sean Payton and the Broncos. I get it. Don't really agree with it. But who wins the night? Chiefs win tonight. Okay. I want Chiefs too. Yeah, Chiefs win tonight. And finally, you came around because you didn't have Chiefs winning maybe a month ago, if I remember correctly. But we appreciate everyone listening in. Share this and enjoy some Thursday night football. Enjoy week one on Sunday. I know I'll be on the couch all day, incapacitated for hours. (laughs) We appreciate everybody tuning in. This 
has been the ESA with Buck and Ben.